Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag BYU. I don't know all the details. All I know is that uh, we, we wanted the game. So looking forward to getting out there and playing the game against Dana and his team. And I think he does a fine job of putting a team together. They obviously had something in mind when they took him away from West Virginia to Houston. So from what we saw in that first game, that was the first game of the, of the year, you know, and, and a lot of improvement happens from week one to week two. So we have to anticipate them being way better than what we saw in week one. And hopefully we can be way better than we were in, in our four weeks, or especially in the week four. That's Kalani Sataki, BYU football coach right there, looking ahead to tonight's game with Houston, 7.30 on ESPN. Cougar pregame show at 6.30. The recent development is that Kyrus Tonga, BYU's senior defensive lineman, star lineman, could have gone to the NFL draft last year and didn't. Uh, He's back, but he's not with the team going to Houston. He's sick, non-COVID illness, but an illness nonetheless, so he's out. And this goes to the recruiting talk that we had uh, earlier this week. You know, you want these high-end guys, the NFL and borderline NFL guys, because they got to be double-teamed. They make the game easier for everybody else around them. When Kyrus Tongue is in there absorbing two defensive linemen, it makes it a whole lot easier for the linebacker playing behind him. Now they're not going to have Tonga. How big an impact is that going to be? What's it going to do to the run defense and their pass rush? Questions to be answered tonight at 7.30 on ESPN, PK. Battle of Unbeatens. Cougars are 4-0. The other Cougars are 1-0. 2020's weird. When do we have 4-0 teams playing 1-0 teams? That never happens. But we got it tonight at 7.30. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. All right, notable games this week. Some ranked teams playing. A lot of ranked teams have also had their games uh, canceled but or postponed. But tonight, 17th-ranked SMU is playing Tulane at 4 o'clock. Look at Tulane popping up again. This is another reason 2020 is weird. How often do we spend time worried about Tulane and what Tulane is doing? Not much. We usually got too much going on. But we got four leagues that aren't playing right now, and Tulane played Navy, and that told us a little bit about Navy because Tulane blew a 24-0 lead in uh, that game. And then Tulane blew a 24-7 lead against Houston, and we were caring about that because BYU's playing Houston tonight, so... See if Tulane blows the lead against SMU tonight or if SMU just smokes him from the get-go. Put SMU on that list of teams we were talking earlier this week about, hey, when you're a Texas team, you got a certain amount of athletic ability. There are too many athletes in Houston. Now, you may not have the high-end guys, but you, you probably got somebody, especially at skill positions where guys get overlooked. And uh, SMU has, get, has been improving. They are uh, 4-0 now. They seem to have it going, and you would think They'd beat Tulane tonight and get to 5-0, just like BYU. Tomorrow, the big game, obviously, is Georgia and Alabama. That's number three, Georgia, number two, Alabama. The big dogs in the SEC. Intriguing, because so many SEC defenses gave up 30 points last. I think it was nine teams gave up 30 points. And that is not the SEC football we've we've known. And uh, But we see more and more SEC teams. It used to be built on defense. Flinging the ball all over the place, scoring a bunch of points. Georgia's defense is the one D that seems to be holding up old school SEC style. Well, they do it against Bama. 
Sark on the sideline, Steve Sarkeesian in charge to whatever degree the head coach Nick Saban can communicate or not communicate or have everything in place before the game. If I were CBS, I would definitely want an in-game interview with Nick Saban. Maybe a couple of them. See if they get to pull that off. Other ranked teams that are playing, number one, Clemson is playing Georgia Tech. Clemson looks like they're just going to run rough shot over the ACC. They are 27-point favorites. To, they're 4-0 right now to improve to 5-0 and and just keep, uh, just keep blowing everybody else out. Uh, 13th-ranked Miami, coming off that loss to Clemson, is playing Pitt. So that's another game to, uh, to keep an eye on. Got any favorite games you're looking for this weekend, PK? Every single one of them, yeah, absolutely. Obviously, the Cle- uh, Clemson, just to watch them, I mean, they're going to roll, but that's early in the morning. So uh, by the time I get hungry again after breakfast, that game should be over. <laughs> and then, <laughs> <laughs> you sound like me now. I'm rubbing off on you. How do you measure game time? My meals. When do I get my next 500 calories? Well, I just thought of that right now as I was saying it. I didn't, I didn't anticipate saying it, but I thought it would be a good line. And then certainly uh, Georgia and Alabama. And I was thinking about this last night, you know, and I've said this before. It's no big surprise. I really miss Pac-12 football. Yeah. That's how I that's how I set my Saturdays. And that's pretty much uh, how I set my Saturdays uh, all the time. And, you know, fill in when I'm traveling for other when I'm covering Utah, BYU. It, it's it's somewhat different. But even when I'm not able to sit in front of the television the way things are now, you can either fire them up on your computer or monitor them on your telephone, the scores, and and I miss it, and I look forward to its return. Yep, I normally wouldn't make a big deal out of Notre Dame playing Louisville, but that'll be one of those games on, you're checking on the list. Is Louisville going to be able to pull an upset at South Bend? Probably not. Notre Dame is 3-0, and Louisville's 1-3. and Well, you weren't sprinkled Catholic as a, as a uh, you know six-week-old, so I can understand that. I was. Yeah, so you can you can put it on the second screen. I'll be checking the score. All right, there's a reason why you're interested in BYU a little bit more. Ah! Hey, look at this. We're missing top ten teams this week. Number seven, Oklahoma State is not playing Baylor. It's postponed. Eighth-ranked Cincinnati's not playing Tulsa. It's postponed. And tenth-ranked Florida's not playing LSU. It's postponed. So we're losing three of the top ten right there. But... There ought to be enough football to uh, to get you through the day, especially if we end up with baseball on Saturday, but we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, multiple SEC schools are going to have revenue from the conference deducted as a result of not following proper protocols. SEC, school, SEC schools playing fast and loose with rules? Who would have guessed? But uh, Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, says they could be cut $100,000 per week. You don't really have to fine him. You just withhold the money and never give it to him in the first place. So I guess they could burn through a million bucks over the, over the course of a season, or at least a half million. What do you think, PK? Is this going to change the way anybody behaves? We always say it's about the money. They're trying to make it about the money. But is it enough money? Well, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, the first thing I thought of was coaches' salaries. Will they come down? Will they be decreased? Will all these analyst positions? Now, I don't want anybody's salary to be decreased. I don't want any jobs, more importantly, to be eliminated. But, you know, obviously they spend as much. uh, They probably spend much more than everybody. When you go into it, all the employees that they have relative to football, and so I wonder if there's something that can be done there or not necessarily can be done, but will be done. Chris Hill, uh, former athletic director of the U, had a funny story about that uh, from the Sugar Bowl that um, 
the uh, the Sugar Bowl staff takes the staff from each school out to dinner in one of the nights leading up to the game, and they all you know just go out and hang out and talk and you know learn stuff about especially in the case of Utah school, it isn't going to be at the Sugar Bowl very often, right? So they do Alabama one night, and then the next night they do Utah. And so in their the lobby, they're supposed to meet and. <clears throat> they're standing there waiting for people to come down the elevators, and they're like, so when are the rest of your people coming down? Chris is looking around like, oh, no, this is everybody. We're here. <laughs> and it's because the SEC have so many people and spend so much money. And they're like, like really? This is everybody? Huh. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Whose quarterback is better, yours or Ronald Jones? Come on, man. I'm pretty sure my quarterback knows what fourth down is. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm like, exactly. I'm like, Aaron Rodgers would never do that. He's too smart for that. We never be in that type of situation. Jamal Williams right there, the former Cougar, now a Green Bay Packer. Wow. Shots fired across the bow, PK. <laughs> that was funny. Mm, well, it's funny from uh, one person's perspective, right? but I don't know if it's funny from the other person's No, I'm pretty sure it's not funny in Tampa Bay. It's a lot funnier in Wisconsin than it is in Central Florida. Green Bay's playing Tampa Bay. That's the big game uh, in the uh, 2.30 window. 2.25, the kickoff for that one. Uh, Fox has the doubleheader this week, and they only have one afternoon game because they want to send it to the whole country. They don't want to be regionalizing that. They knew they had Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, so everybody's getting to see that game. I wonder who have the last laugh on that one because uh, I have a feeling that if the Buccaneers win, there might be something said back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's that's the kind of joke like Tom Brady can make it about himself, and he did because he sent out that meme where he had um, LeBron's face on his uh, on the still frame of him holding up the four fingers to congratulate yeah, yeah, yeah. LeBron for his fourth championship. So, like, yeah. hey, I I mean, I got a certain sense of humor about this. I'll make fun of myself. You don't get to make fun of me. We know these guys all are looking for stuff to motivate themselves. So, Brady has a good one now. Packers coming in 4-0. Buccaneers coming in 3-2. The game's in Tampa Bay. Uh, Other games that might catch your attention, uh, the Browns and the Steelers doesn't sound like a big game. But the, uh, I mean, the Steelers are usually good, and they're they're four and zero. And we were telling you it's the first time they've done that in like forty years, which is shocking since they've won multiple Super Bowls in that time. They've been to three and won two, and you know, been deep in the playoffs. It seems like every third year, right? But the Browns are making it important. The Browns are four and one, pretender or contender, PK, real deal or not. Well, the Browns should be a real deal, at least at this point of season, because, you know, they've had a lot of high draft picks over the years because they've yep. sucked. <laughs> they've, they've made, I couldn't name you all the coaches they've had since Belichick or even just in the last six, seven years. And I, I really believe the way the system is set up professionally, you have to suck to continue to suck because the system rewards your suckitude to allow you to get better. You have to take advantage of it. And so it should be their time. They should be better. Rams and Niners is the Sunday night primetime game. The Rams, 4-1, and one, uh, they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Kind of a disappointing year last year. Had some injuries. Uh, Goff wasn't as good throwing the ball. But it looks like uh, that Super Bowl hangover that a lot of teams that lose the Super Bowl have, looks like they've escaped that. They're off to a 4-1 and one start and looking good. Niners, on the other hand, were in the Super Bowl last year, did lose it, and they're 2-3, and three, so a little bit of the Super Bowl hangover there. But Niners and Rams, old-school uh, California rivalry, Sunday night primetime. 
Uh, one of the big games has now been moved to Monday, and that's the Chiefs and the Bills. They're both 4-1, and one, and they're going to be playing Monday afternoon with the Cardinals and Cowboys in the traditional Monday night football time slot. Any other games catch your attention? Anything else you care about? Cam Newton back for the Patriots, probably, hopefully. They're playing NFL the NFL Sunday, man. Yeah. All, all of them. Yeah. All right, DJ and PK. Oh, Le'Veon Bell, one other thing. Le'Veon Bell lands with the Chiefs, a team with a ton of offensive weapons, has one more. Is this a case of strong coach, strong leadership in the locker room will keep a uh, wild-card personality in line? And it's a one-year deal if he wants his money next year. He can't can't screw up with the Chiefs. Well, yeah, you're running out of chances, man. So it's up to you. Do you want to behave or not? Says he wants a Super Bowl ring. Well... They got as good a chance as anybody, right? It's early, but they got as good a chance as anybody. Uh, Colts are the latest team to shut down their facilities. They did that this morning. They had several positive tests, but they're waiting to confirm them, make sure they're not false positives. So the uh, the Colts shutting it down, at least for now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Tyron Lou. Former Cleveland Cavaliers head coach. Been a Clipper assistant. Linked to New Orleans. Linked to Houston. But he gets a five-year deal from the Clippers. little feeling that maybe uh, somebody around Tyron leaked the uh, whole stuff about Houston and New Orleans and get the Clippers. Because he was he was mentioned from the get-go. And obviously he's with the club. And so he could have built some relationships with the star players. So he seemed like a logical choice. All this other stuff seemed like, well, what are we doing here? Why would you leave the Clippers to go to New Orleans? Well, now he's not. Five years with the Clippers. He'll replace Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers out. He's already landed in Philadelphia. He's the 76ers' new head coach. The other big personnel move, the Houston Rockets. Daryl Morey citing personal reasons. Says this is the right time to step down after 13 years with the franchise. Says it was a great run. Personally, the timing worked for me. My youngest son just graduated from high school. It's the right time to see what's next with family and other potential things in the future. It just felt like the right time. So he's famously had clashes with the owners. He sent or the owner there, and he sent out the uh, the tweet, and that seemed to get him in hot water. But then they made a point of saying they weren't going to fire him, but a uh, combination of 13 years, and that is the backstory that had the coaching change there too. You wonder if the coaching search has gone sideways, and he wants—at least I do—I wonder if he wants somebody and the owner doesn't. Uh, but Houston starting over, which I think is intriguing because the Warriors—I don't know if they're going to get back to their championship form. Um, and certainly their roster and their bench has changed, but they, they got three guys who should be healthy and three guys we know are really good and have been the key to their run there. So at minimum, they ought to be top four in the West. But if they're going to hop over all these teams, who are they going to knock out of the top four? You know, shouldn't the Lakers and Clippers be top four? Denver and Houston are the other two teams. Denver seems like, you know, they're young. They got young pieces moving into their prime here. They should be doing all right. Maybe Houston's the team that gets rocked by this and drops out of the top four and the Warriors are moving in. But, you know, teams like the Jazz want to move up, expect to move up, hope to move up. It's intriguing what's going to shake out in the West. But when you look with all these teams getting better, somebody's got to get worse. You know, could it be in Houston? A new GM and a new coach. You know, what pieces are they going to want around uh, James Harden there? Plenty of question marks. You covered it. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. There's a drive to left center field, deep. Back is Bellinger looking up. It is gone! Marcelo Zuna, his second home run of the game. Pitch on the way. 
And Correa hits it in the air. Pretty deep to center. Sends back here. Meyer at the wall. See you later. And see you tomorrow. The Houston Astros win it in the bottom of the ninth on Correa's walk-off homer. Carlos told me before he went up there, he goes, you know, walk off. And I said, go ahead on, man. And uh, and I said, Lord, please let us walk off because if not, we got to use Framber and then we don't have Framber tomorrow. Uh, you know, things, things couldn't have worked out any better at that time. Carlos Correa calling his shot. I'm going to end it. And then afterwards, the, we saw you hugging him and talking to him. What would you say? I bleeping told you. What I, <laughs> okay. It's reminding Dusty called a shot. Pretty dramatic right there. Every kid's dream, PK. End it in the playoffs. Well, Baker Jr. just uh, went to God. And he said, Lord, please let him do this because I've got to use this other guy. So he just went magic happens. I mean, it will be underreported. But Baker Jr., and that's what his jersey says, Baker Jr., Baker Jr. called on God. God rewards the Houston Astros. God can look upon sin, apparently, with uh, some degree of allowance because Houston obviously cheated by their own acknowledgement. We've got a major story here, and you're talking about a silly home run? Did he make it happen, or did he let it happen? And Correa made it happen. All I know is Baker Jr. said, Lord, please let this happen. And it happened. You're just going to keep calling Baker Jr., aren't you? You're going to beat that into the ground. Well, that's what he wants to be called. It says it on his jersey. Don't ask me. Bring it back on me. It says right there. It says Baker Jr. The other game, not nearly as dramatic. The Braves, six in the sixth. They chase Kershaw in the sixth inning, break open a 1-1 tie, blow the game wide open, and go on to win 10-2. So... Now, the, uh, they're playing today with uh, Tampa's up 3-2 on Houston. Tampa Bay, the Rays have the 3-2 lead, 4 o'clock on PBS. And the Braves are up 3-1 on the Dodgers, and that's 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Both of them trying to close it out, and if they don't, then we got baseball with all the college football on Saturday. You believing in Houston right now? You think they got a shot? I mean, only one of the teams come back from 3-0. They're halfway there. Yeah, I do think they have a shot, yeah, because uh, base, baseball's different, though. It, it depends on that particular pitching yeah, that game. Yeah, so, it's Snell tonight, right? Yes, but it's more for Houston. Houston can now flip the, the, the starters back to the ones that they had, too. So uh, it, it's, it's like if it goes seven, there's seven individual games. They add up to a series. But it's it's different. It's just, it's really surprising that only one team has come back from the 3-0 because you would think of the sport that would have it done more frequently, it would be this sport because the pitching determines so much. Where in basketball, it's the same guys doing the same thing from game to game. Yeah, it's just the guys who helped build the 3-0 lead inevitably are going to come back around. You know, in this case, Snell, and he's really good, and his numbers are awesome, and I assume he's going to give him a great game, but also he doesn't control everything. Doesn't mean he can't be, you know, can't be beat one to nothing or two to one, or they can't get to the bullpen after they, you know, take a bunch of pitches and let him throw himself out, and he hits whatever the magic number is on his pitch count. Although you'd think there's a little bit on the line, the old pitch count might get pushed north, right? Uh, I don't know that it really does. I don't think it's a pitch count situation. It is because Tampa Bay has built its bullpen. Do they think they have somebody better? I don't think they'll take him out because of pitch count. 
I think it'll be the situation we want the well, he's a lefty, so you want righty versus righty, that type of thing. But at the same time, Houston is flipping its rotation also. That's what I'm saying. It's not just uh, yep. one team. DJ and PK, that is what is trending and is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener. It's Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up at 8 o'clock, David Locke will join us. Radio voice of the Jazz. Put a bow on the season. Lincoln Kennedy, Raiders analyst, Pac-12 network analyst. He'll join us at 830. And at 9 o'clock, Kyle Whittingham leading off the Utah football availability. Devin Brumfield and Brian Thompson scheduled to speak today as well. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.